Welcome to the Retail Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Landon Jones. If you're a business attempting to get the attention of today's consumers, a billboard simply isn't going to cut it, and a television commercial might not do the trick either. Here to talk to us about the power of brand engagement, both digital and in-store, is Jeremy Bergstein, CEO of The Science Project. How are you today, Jeremy? Great, Landon. Thanks for having me on. You've been working in the area of e-commerce for a while, um, really since it started taking off. And I was wondering if you could just tell us about some of the things that you've seen um, that have been revolutionized by e-commerce and maybe some of the issues it has caused in the retail industry. E-commerce began as kind of a a vestigial sales channel um, many years ago and kind of a a novel, cute way to... um, you know, to offer up to a, a niche segment initially an opportunity to, um, you know, per- access uh, p- products simply and to get it delivered directly to your home without um, having to really get up out of a chair. Um, and now I think we've seen it evolve into um, something much more that is, you know, somewhat close to um, a necessity. You know, a necessity maybe at worst and at best a complementary and uh, elegant continuation of a retail experience that is both physical, digital, social, and everywhere in between. You know, there's been a lot of struggle um, along the way in every facet of it from, you know, brand storytelling uh, to usability to, um, you know, technology on every level from front facing technology to enterprise technology um, and, you know, implementation in the organization and operations. And, uh, you know, we're kind of right in the middle of the transition right now. Neither are we just at the beginning, neither are we uh, at the end either. For those that don't know much about your company, you specialize in interactive real-life retail experiences that kind of combine both of these spheres, physical space uh, and e-commerce or digital commerce? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we're a brand storytelling and retail innovation agency that specializes in building um, experiences across this modern customer journey. Uh, Really have to understand the brand and what makes the brand storytelling special. We have to understand the customer journey and how to, how and where to tell that story to the customer, you know whether it is digital or physical. And then we also specialize in kind of this modern view of retail that is one contiguous kind of landscape that goes from uh, online to often physical and then back. I'm thinking about in my community uh, where a Toys R Us recently closed. And from what I understand, that company has been pulling stores from hundreds of communities across the country I was wondering, do you find value in these brick and mortar stores, even though they're being killed off, so to speak, by e-commerce? And what are stores like Toys R Us that are maybe struggling to stay afloat? What do you think they might be missing in this in this new retail industry? Sure. I mean, physical retail is 100% proven value. And when they do close a store, there's tremendous effect of on on uh, you know on the brand both online and the impact of the brand you know overall. And then conversely, you know companies um, 
well-known companies that were direct to consumer never even made made any money until they started opening real physical stores. I just think unfortunately some of our older retailers, their proverbial um, businesses and business foundation and the way that they were invested in their retail um, obligations and assets from the stores that they um, you know the stores that they already had to the way their organization and operations and technology have been have been set up over the years they were they're they're unable to adapt adjust and kind of refactor the business on many levels so um you know while toys r us had many different problems you know just in the experience and the customer experience i mean i grew up with toys r us and there was nowhere cooler to go it was the proverbial wonderland of toys when i was little but it grew into an experience that was um, not that uh, for either parents or for kids, really. Um, and But I think that, you know, what really happened with them is the business had, was just structured in such a way, um, probably on every level of the business and the organization, operations, technology, but, you know, budget obligations, retail assets, and then how they, you know, evolved, like to be able to um, react quickly enough to, uh, to the changes in the industry. So I, I might be putting words into your mouth, but from what I'm gaining from this conversation is that you're placing an emphasis on the user experience or customer engagement. I think that that is one part of what I'm saying. Um, you're certainly capturing, I mean, I am customer obsessed. Um, you know, they really, you know, they really hold all the cards right now. There's many different choices and you've got to hold their attention and keep them excited. Um, so customer experience is certainly maybe the kind of sharp end of the spear proverbially, but I guess what I'm also really saying is, is that you, um, a lot of these brands and retailers are, you know, a lot of the problems are, you know, in, in kind of the foundation and the enterprise. And you can't just go and start creating um, marketing and advertising and digital novelty without addressing uh, larger issues that are, you know, that are kind of hidden away in the operations and in the organization and in the technology. So, you know, we very much believe in building great customer experience ground up and really thinking about and uh, wh where is that customer and where and how can we get them to interact with our brand and our product or our store associates or our store or brand storytelling. And you have to understand that underneath that great um, and innovative digital experience is a foundation of data. So you've got to be able to you know, understand where they are where their data is so that you can get them to interact with your brand in the right place and then connect them with another place. So for example, a good example of that is um, if you're going to tell a brand story and ask a customer whether they like a certain kind of shoe over another kind of shoe um, online, you want to make sure that that's, that 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 store experience reflects their preferences so that you have that shoe waiting for them in the store. But if your customer data is disparate and scattered, then that online customer is different than that store customer. So 
that's an example of needing to really have that foundation, that data and enterprise foundation be strong and sound before you start creating great customer, you know, customer facing experience. So there is a massive opportunity and a massive gap in the marketplace in between building cool and great customer experience and making sure that it's additive and it's really building your retail enterprise to be strong and stable and kind of future-proofed. And that's where a lot of the businesses and brands, I think, are really struggling. That, that made a lot of sense. That was a really great answer. Now, if it's okay with you, I was hoping to talk about some of the successes that you've had um, with the Science Project that sort of have to do with combining a digital presence with a physical retail store. One that piqued my interest whenever I um, was doing my research was um, Calvin and Klein and Macy's. Sure. I mean, Calvin Klein was looking to create an experience that activated and um, activated their partnership and the world of Calvin Klein inside of Macy's and also drove awareness and excitement around their new campaign um, with the Kardashians and the family, the Calvin Klein family. So they wanted to figure out how can they activate this amazing new campaign and create this wonderland of, of, of brand storytelling inside of Herald Square and then across um, a number of Macy's around the country. They're also really trying to bring together um, all of their different lines from jeans to underwear to accessories under one umbrella. So they wanted to have one campaign that unified them. It was asking customers to come in and really interact with the Kardashians inside of Macy's. And, you know, they're, they're famous for their family and the, all of the sisters and Calvin was inviting you in to be part of their family and to take pictures with these giant uh, Kardashians in the windows and inside the Macy's. So it was really a powerful social activation. And, you know, the, um, the way that it really hammered home Calvin Klein and the, the, the family was the idea that you could become part of the Kardashian family. And then you were also going into the world of Macy's and this sort of veritable wonderland of retail in which there's, you know, giant cutouts of these celebrities and you're sort of playing inside of this experience. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that, that was an interesting one. It's a great client. We've worked with them many times before. It is literally one of the greatest brands in the world and just a, a, a fantastic team. Um, so it was a, you know, a great experience and, you know, very effective, um, in social media, which is really what they want to go for in terms of awareness and participation and engagement. Oh, absolutely. So it's it's getting people to um, just engage in the, with the brand in a totally different way. Did you have any other examples um, that better fit the idea of combining physical space and digital or e-commerce? I mean, there's you know we have we have we have a a, a lot. Um, in which we, you know, we work pretty deeply. I, I particularly love the, the, the Fry store in, um, in Fillmore in San Francisco. That's a, a, a small square footed store. And we're seeing a lot more of this kind of showrooming um, these days. And we're seeing, I believe, uh, Kia and Nordstrom's all, all taking smaller square footage. It really 
points to the evolution in commercial real estate. I think that a lot of them were struggling with these massive stores and the um, being weighed down by operational costs in a in a gigantic store. I mean, we measured Toys R or we uh, mentioned Toys R Us earlier. So the Fry store took their um, standard store, which was you know three four thousand square feet with large stock room and lowered it to just over a thousand square feet and reduced the amount of product inside the store. So we're not now not counting on the, um, the customers to come in there and interact with every single product. Now what we're doing is creating a small square footage store where they come in and have a great brand experience. They're able to try on the product. They're able to, um, feel all the different materials, all the different leathers and suede's in this in this case. And then you use digital to access what's known as the quote unquote endless aisle, which is your ability it was in this case, it's a big, beautiful set of screens um, that log into a massive experience, uh, sort of an e-commerce experience of sorts, but just wrote large on the screen um, that has the other 90% or two thirds of the SKUs that are not represented in the store. And we could see online that people really like the leather and how the, how the boots, the fry boots fit. So we want them to try on boots inside the store. And if they see a color or a material that they don't have inside of, um, inside of that store, then we've got um, RFID chips embedded into the suede or into the leather that they're able to touch into the screen to access that huge world of product that's not being carried in the store. So there is a, a physical presence that is made more powerful by having a great brand experience and a great fit and fabric and um, textural experience that are the important things to the brand. Um, but it's still offering the ability to access the entire world of their products. And for this, we had to obviously do a lot of um, deep dive into the brand to understand what was great about the brand in terms of storytelling, in terms of product. And then we had to do a deep dive into the technology too, to really understand how we can get all of that data that is contained in the in, in e-com and in the product catalog so we can get people to interact with that veritable world of merchandise. And then we had to come up with a great product experience around that, which was, you know, getting people to uh, pick up and feel and feel the fabric and the, feel the leather to be able to access that, um, you know, those different uh, styles. Um, and then we also had to, you know, work with order management and their distribution centers to make sure that if people weren't walking out with that product that day, that they were able to get it the next day. So that it was as close to the satisfaction of buying something in a store as possible. So, you know, I love um, I love experiences like that because I really think you know we're really changing how people are um, thinking about retail right now, and I think that physical um, can't and shouldn't go away. I just think we have to sort of refactor, reimagine, and rethink how we use it to be part of a, a larger customer journey and experience. So if you were uh, maybe pitching in front of a client, um, what would you say the importance of using this innovative experience is for businesses? Well, I think that, you know, everybody is seeing the way that they need to um, interact and work with and appeal to their customers as needing, you know, needing to both evolve and 
be more exciting to engage their customers. So I think that, you know, everybody recognizes the need to, um, the need to be able to, you know, interact with their customer in a more engaging kind of way. And, and, you know, depending on how a brand is looking to grow, if they're looking to grow brand or product penetration, or they're looking for a specific category to grow, um, you know, it's important to evolve how you're speaking with a brand or speaking with a customer these days to suit um, where they are and to suit how, you know, how their purchasing habits are, are really evolving. It's no longer the case where you can just have a great brand and throw up a billboard or have a, a you know, have a commercial and just hope and pray that that creates lift at the cash register. You know, you need to find exactly where your customer is, look at the insights around what their habits are and the data around where they purchase and think about where, you know, how you can tell stories there and then so that you can drive them to be a part of your brand to purchase your products. Do these um, type of strategies always result in um, purchases or does brand engagement and brand growth take some time? Well, I think that that's actually a great question. Now, you know, customer lifetime value is not not always valued in just um, the sort of rote purchase. Obviously, that's a huge part of it. But, you know, as, as you know, and, you know, Amazon really pioneered this acquisition and customer acquisition is a massive part of this. Oftentimes, creating these experiences were tasked with making people more brand aware and then driving them to an experience and then getting them to interact. And our measure of success could be simply collection of email addresses and data. Often we're asked, you know, we want to get people to interact with our products, understand the, you know, our value proposition, understand why we're great, understand the fit, understand the texture of makeup, understand the the, the product benefits of a garment or of an accessory. And then we want that to drive to purchase. And then in that case, purchase is very much the, um, you know, the measure of success. Then there's other times maybe where, um, where brands or companies had a breakthrough with one type of product and they want people to recognize and shop cross category and increase the average order volume of their visits. So if we're getting them to come to our site, or to come to our store or interact with us. You know, we don't only want them buying the shoes. We want them buying the pants or the socks as well. So that's, uh, you know, the purchase is, um, you know, is the most direct measure of success. But if you're able to go and get somebody, you know, go get, you know, 10,000 great interactions complete with data around what people love and what they're looking for. And now you're able to communicate with them directly. That can be just as valuable as getting, you know, a a lot of purchases as well. Jeremy, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. And thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com backslash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Landon Jones. Until next time.